This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. Well, this is the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. There are just 34 Sundays in Ordinary Time. So next week, we close up this liturgical year with the Feast of Christ the King. So these readings over the last few weeks have really reminded us about the end times, the last things, really the most important things that should direct our lives. Be ready for the end is at hand. And we know that the end is a new beginning. And so we're going to hear some of those messages being revealed in sacred scripture today. I want to begin this broadcast with a prayer for vocations during the month of November. And within the first part of the month, there is here in the United States, a focus of prayer. We're always praying every day. We really should be praying for vocations for men and women to be listening to the call, particularly for men to be listening to the call and responding for those who are called to the priesthood, for women and men who are called to consecrated life, and for women religious particularly, and those men who are called to be deacons in our church. So let us pray together in your own local area for vocations and for holy vocations to serve the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, you call us all by name to follow your path. You always bless your church and guide your followers to become leaders who think of others before themselves. Mold us in the image of your Son to respond to your call as sisters, priests, brothers, deacons, and lay servants of the gospel Embolden us all to grow in knowing of you and allow this knowledge to open our hearts, mind, and soul to your enduring call. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. John Vianney, pray for us, the patron saint of all priests. On the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, we begin with the first reading from the prophet Malachi. If you look in your Old Testament, Malachi is the final prophet. So let us hear only two verses here in chapter 3. Lo, the day is coming, blazing like an oven, when all the proud and all evildoers will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire, 
leaving them neither root nor branch, says the Lord of hosts. But for you who fear my name, there will arise the sun of justice with its healing rays. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm today is Psalm 98. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. The Lord comes to rule the world with justice. Sing praise to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and melodious song, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Sing joyfully before the King, the Lord. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. Let the sea and what fills it resound, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, the mountains shout with them for joy. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. Before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to rule the earth, he will rule the world with justice and the peoples with equity. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. Our second reading for the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time comes from the second letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians, chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, you know how one must imitate us, for we did not act in a disorderly way among you, nor did we eat food received free from any, anyone. On the contrary, in toil and drudgery, night and day we worked, so as not to burden any of you. Not that we do not have the right, rather we wanted to present ourselves as a model for you, so that you might imitate us. In fact, when we were with you, we instructed you that if anyone was unwilling to work, neither should that one eat. We hear that some are conducting themselves among you in a disorderly way, by not keeping busy, but minding the business of others. Such people we instruct and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to work quietly and to eat their own food. The Word of the Lord. Our gospel reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verses 5 through 19. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and, and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, see that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place, 
and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives." the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Again, remember that in these months, or excuse me, in these weeks of November, the church reminds us of the last things. The church reminds us to pray for the souls in purgatory, to pray for the dead, because the dead are alive. Death is a gateway into one of two places, to heaven or hell. The road to heaven, the first step to heaven, is purgatory. This place of purification. In the old uh, Baltimore Catechism, uh, there was an image of the hospital, that purgatory is the hospital to get you prepared fully to enter into heaven because only that which is completely purified, completely free of all attachment to sin, can be able to be in heaven. And many of us have attachments. We're going to hear about some of those attachments to the world today in these readings. We're hearing about them. And the church stresses this invitation to one, pray for the dead, pray for our own loved ones, those that have gone before us. And in a special way, pray for those who are dead, who have no one to pray for, the nameless, Pray for those souls in purgatory. The other location is, is eternal damnation or eternal hell. That if we are not friends with God, if we do not have love in our hearts, then our choice is eternal damnation or to be completely away from God for the eternity of our lives. So let's look at Malachi really quickly. There's only a few words in this tiny piece of the scripture, but it's so vivid. And, and the prophet is reminding the people who are, in a sense, giving up on God. They are seeing the world around them and saying, look at all these people who do evil. They're getting ahead in life. They're the ones who are getting all the glory. They're the ones that are getting all of the titles and the money and the accomplishments and all of the good things are going to these evildoers. Now, as I'm recording this, it's the day after election day in the United States of America. And there's a few places that are celebrating, but there's a lot of places, at least if you're a Christian and you believe in the dignity, you believe in the freedoms that God gave us, one nation under all, under God, uh, if you believe in the sanctity of all human life and traditional marriage and go down the list of how Jesus teaches us to live, to love one another, 
we're looking around going, wow, the evildoers are really taking over in a lot of places. Maybe they're just getting a place to, to, to roar. Maybe they're getting used to the playground. But be not afraid. Don't be discouraged. And this is what Malachi is saying, or the prophet here is saying, don't be discouraged by what you see out in the world. You see the roaring demons running loose, causing havoc, confusing people, winning in political offices, winning in leading our schools and organizations. Don't be afraid. Don't give up hope. Be courageous because lo, the end is coming. Be prepared. Blazing like an oven. You know, the end will purify us one way or the other. We are going to face the judgment. We're going to face the judgment when all the proud and the evildoers, and we see them making the headlines today as we are post-election day. But those proud and evildoers will go to stubble and the coming day will set them on fire. We'll see what they're really made out of. Are they made out of goodness and truth? Or are they made out of lies and deceit and disorder? And here's the, the, the last two lines of this reading of Malachi. But for you who fear my name. And the question is for you, for me, do I fear the name of the Lord? Do I hold in awe and wonder God's holy name? Do I not profane the name of the Lord? Do I hold the Lord as the center of my life? For those who fear the Lord, there will arise the son, S-U-N, the son of justice with its healing rays, with its purifying rays so that we would live our lives to be prepared for that final moment of the judgment. That first judgment comes at the moment of our death. That death will happen to each and every human soul who has lived, who is living today, who will live in the future. The judgment will come at that final breath. This is why it's so important in the Catholic Church the teachings are so beautiful if you look at how the church addresses those preparing to die, that for those who do have the opportunity to prepare for death, to receive a final confession, to receive the last rites, to receive that final prayer and blessing, these are gifts of grace that the church extends to all that's why it's so important to pray for those who maybe don't receive those gifts of grace. Think of all the people. My husband and I are preparing to work with our RCIA class this week. And the, the, the topic is the last things, you know, and I said, you know, wow, think about all the people who aren't Christian, who don't have those opportunities to prepare their souls for that final moment. We need to pray. We need to pray and be witnesses of someone who loves the Lord. The Psalm, the Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. There will be a just judgment at the end of our life 
and then at the second coming, which is what the the final things are are are, are preparing us for that final second coming, which leads us to Second Thessalonians, where the people are 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 a little bit like, well, Jesus hasn't come yet, so we're just going to kind of give up our way of life. In fact, some of these people in Thessalonica have stopped working. They're being idle. They're being busy busybodies. Don't you just hate busybodies? Oh, busybodies that are minding other people's business and they're giving up the daily work. You know, and there's this sense of, well, Jesus hasn't come. Maybe he's not going to come. Well, we're still 2000 years later. We are called to live a holy life in the state of vocation that we are in. If we're married, it's in that marriage. It's in raising that family. It's in the work that we do to support our family and to support the community that we live in. If we're religious, it's in that vow. If we're single, it's in how the Lord is using us in our work. And so there's this challenge and uh, we instruct and urge in the Lord Jesus to work quietly and eat their own food for those who are idle. Don't be idle. That's where I wanted to get to a, a, um, a little bit of this beautiful reflection again in the book, In Conversation with God. This is a nice commentary on the readings and there's a section here, life is short and our encounter with Jesus is near. Sometime later, he will come in glory. This is the truth. And there will be the resurrection of our bodies. These considerations should move us to become detached from earthly goods, to make good use of our time, to be doing a lively apostolate in the middle of the world. Another paragraph down, it says, we must have our eyes set to heaven, our ultimate and permanent homeland. But then it goes on to saying how important work is. It's not that we set our eyes on heaven and that's all we do. We just gaze at heaven all day long. No, not even the monks and the sisters do that. They pray fervently. They work in different ways. They're serving, they're giving, they're offering, they're emptying themselves. And here's a quote that is attributed to Jose Escriva, Jose Maria Escriva, from his works, Friends of God. We must be convinced, therefore, that work is a magnificent reality and that it has been imposed on us as an exonerable law which one way or another binds us all, even though some may try to seek exemption from it. Make no mistake about it. And, and really we hear St. Paul's response to these. These people aren't working. Men's duty to work is not a consequence of original sin, nor is it a discovery of modern times. It is an indispensable means which God has entrusted to us here on earth. It is meant to fulfill or it is meant to fill out our days and make us sharers in God's creative power. It's beautiful. It enables us to earn our living and at the same time reap the fruits of eternal life. How do we live our lives, our, our days? The work is our daily path to the Lord. How we live our days. 
And if you're sick and suffering, if you're raising a baby, if you're caring for an elderly loved one, if you are working in ditches, if you're working in a lumber mill, if you're working in the grocery store, however you are working, whatever you are doing, do it to glorify the Lord. You know, some people are tempted, well, I want to work for the church or I want to work in a nonprofit organization because I'll be fully serving God. You know, in any work that we do, in any secular work that we do, we do the work for the glory of God. Do the work that you do so that you can impart your belief, your love of Jesus with your coworker, with the person that you serve, with the next prescription that you write, whatever that is, do it in loving service for the Lord. How important does the role of work play in my life? This is an important time to think about that as we think about the end times, we think about the last days. This is a beautiful day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God bless you. Look forward to talking with you on the final Sunday in this liturgical year. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.